everybody. Welcome back to another episode of J Nolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola. And for any newcomers, because let me just say, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I've seen a little bit of spike in um, the listens I've had in the last few weeks. So if you are new here, let me just give you a quick rundown. Okay. So I love Bravo. I love wine. I love my friends. And that is what I incorporate in this podcast. My friends, sadly, have not been able to be on because, haha, we're in quarantine. So if you enjoy talking-ish about celebs and Bravo and reality TV and all that good-ish, well, then you are in the right place. If you like Rosé, Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, um, sometimes a nice dirty martini, again, you are in the right place. Also, love ginger ale. I have one right here. So that is my intro <laughs> this week. Um, just to switch it up a little bit, I needed something new and vibrant to get this thing started. All right. So speaking of this podcast, I started it because again, I enjoyed talking ish with my friends who I miss so much. We are, this is, we are going into week 10 of quarantine of lockdown and I'm, 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 I'm at my wit's end. I'm, I'm there. I'm at the breaking point. Like I told you guys last week, I had one week too, and I've kind of been chilling. I've been cruising. I've been fine. End of like week nine is where my brain is fuzzy and things are starting to get crazy. Um, so yeah, I just miss my friends. I just want to do hood rat-ish with my friends. Is that too much to ask for? No, but really, I just want to hug my friends. And I don't want to talk crap through text messages about shows. Like, I want to be face-to-face and not through FaceTime. It's not the same. Like, I want them here. I want to cheers. I want to have fun. And then I want to go out to dinner. I want to get drinks. I want to party. I want to dance. So, week 10, yeah. I'm missing, I'm missing human contact with my girls. It's hard. You know, I'm... And only, I mean, I have, I'm not an only child, but I grew up for the first seven years of my life before my mom met my wonderful father and my crazy stepsister. Um, but like, I'm good at being alone. Like I'm, I'm chill. It's not hard for me to like do things on my own and not be around people. So for me to say that I miss being around my friends and around people, it means that it like this needs to be over. I understand why it's not over. I'm I'm all into listening to what the governor says and things like that. But, you know, it's come to the point where just, <laughs> I just want to invite my friends over. I just want them to sit here. Like, can I invite my friends over and we sit six feet apart? Is that okay? Can we do that? Can someone get back to me on that? Someone in a authority, <laughs> that's not a word, an authority position, not like another friend. I need like, an authority to tell me that, like, yeah, you're, you can still be, like, is, are we done with, like, not having people around? Like, can we sit outside? Like, can I invite them to my home and we sit in the backyard six feet apart? Is that fine? Or is that wrong? I need to know these things. I don't want to break the rules. I don't want to break the law. But, like, I can't. My mom, my dad, Robbie, I love them, but I need other faces. I need other faces that I love and miss just as much. I had a FaceTime call Friday night with my one of my really good friends, Allie. She lives in California. I always tell my people's business. I really got to stop telling where people live. I'm in California, too, so you won't be able to find her. But, and we, I mean, obviously, she's 
a friend that I won't be able to see anytime soon because she's across the country, but I just miss her. And like we were talking and usually she comes like she does an East Coast trip in the summer usually. And she definitely won't be able to do that considering that like California got an extra three months or something. I don't know. I'm not for it. So that's how I feel. Not a lot of positivity to start out, but taking a sip. Hold on. That's how. Oh, and down the wrong pipe. Okay. That's how I'm feeling for week 10. I'm just missing my friends. And I hope that soon we can all be together and have a great time. And that I can, I mean, Janae was a great guest, but it was through, through Zoom. And like, first of all, I'm so upset that her debut like episode was through Zoom. I wanted her, I want face to face to laugh and talk. If it was face to face, so it would have been a longer podcast. It would have been a three-parter. But that's neither here nor there. So... Yeah, that's how I'm feeling, guys. Usually, you know, I try to have positivity, but I don't really have it today. My hair didn't come out the way I wanted it. I'm doing the curly thing right now. I'm hot. And so, yeah, the negativity is real high right now. I apologize. Um, I don't. So I've gotten a lot of questions on Instagram about talking about weddings and how brides are. Um dealing with it. I talked about it again, like two weeks ago or like three weeks ago. I don't even know what the day is, but, um, so as you know, I just picked my date. So a lot of planning hasn't happened for me. So the only update I have is that I'm now looking for save the dates and wedding invites to kind of try and get that ball rolling. I'm not sure. I really don't want to do like a virtual thing. I need to see the invites. I need to feel them. You know, cheap. I'm not going to pay a bunch of money for something that's going to be something that I could print out at home, if you know what I mean. So that's where I am. Again, not a lot is happening for me. I'm considering having someone that I know that has a wedding coming up, maybe bringing them on the podcast that has a 2020 wedding. For me, I can't really give you guys much of an update because there is no update. Like, I, I have a whole year. Like, it's not even June yet. So I'm like, a month and a year early before my date. So I'm not really doing much. Um, I think the last time, yeah, I picked some of my bridesmaids dresses. Some of them have ordered them and they came in and they've tried them on. Um, yeah, I haven't really done anything. Like I got a few things done, but they're not like big, huge things. So, I mean, it's nothing to brag about. I'm not proud about it. It's like things I should have had done four years ago when I got engaged two years ago relax okay so that's enough about me let's move on the buzz of the week okay so I have like four things I think four yeah one two three four I have four good things that I want to talk about I'm trying to feel out where I want to start so I think I think I want to start with one that like I don't really care about that like but that I feel like needs to be talked about. So for a while, um, it's been talked about how Ellen is not nice to her staff. And even though she's made this whole career about how great and funny and sweet she is, listen, she gives to charities and she gives people money that need it. That's all great. But there have been multiple reports that She's just not great to staff. Like, I've seen that for years. And I don't mind Ellen. I, I think she's cute. She's great as Dory on Finding Nemo. But 
I don't know. I'm not a like run home at four o'clock and watch Ellen every day. I don't know. I've never had like a hard on for Ellen like most of you. Some of you are actually like obsessed with Ellen and I don't really understand the obsession. Maybe it's because she does that weird aunt dance that she does. Like she can't dance. She, she doesn't, she's not that funny. Like, I don't know. I don't, eh. Like, Ellen is just eh to me. She seems very nice, but, like, there's nothing that is, like, makes me want to be a diehard Oprah fan and stand for Oprah. So, another sip. It came out this week. Again, reportedly at the end of her rope, Amit rumors that she's me. Ellen DeGeneres reported, reportedly at the end of her rope, Amit rumors that she is mean. This is on Cosmopolitan. So basically, she's over it, which honestly, if I'm being honest, so am I. If we're not going to like cancel Ellen, then what's the point of us bringing up how she's rude? Apparently, she thought it was just a few sour grapes. Like she thought it was just like a few sour grapes like in her little tribe. And I guess maybe she fired those people. So for the past few months, fans and industry insiders have claimed Ellen is far from cheerful, from the cheerful host she seems to be on TV, which honestly, I never trust anybody that's smiling and dancing all the time. You have to know that there's something wrong up there. So maybe it's not that she's, again, I don't know, I've never met her. Maybe it's not that she's mean. Maybe sometimes Ellen just has a bad day and some of these people catch her on her bad days. I have bad days. I had a bad day this morning. Me and my mom basically just got into a fight because I didn't like the picture she was taking of me for my Instagram. We didn't really get into a fight. I was just being mean to her, but I'm having a bad day. Again, I don't like the way my hair looks. I think my face is kind of fat right now. So I'm having a little mental breakdown, and that's fine. Am I not allowed to have a bad day? Is Ellen not allowed to have a bad day? I don't know. You tell me. So it says, Ellen has recently come under fire for hanging out with George W. Bush, trying to grill D Dakota Johnson, comparing her mansion to a prison, and fostering a negative work environment. The, the George W. Bush thing... Again, I don't like to talk about politics, but this is all I'll say. I understand where people are coming from or whatever. So I think it was in the beginning of the year or last year, Ellen was seen at, like, I think it was a baseball game. I don't know, but some type of sporting event sitting next to George W. Bush. And like she either she had posted or he had posted something about them being friends. And then I guess the gay community kind of like, like came at her being like, you know, he's not. He wasn't for gay marriage and all this other stuff. And I guess because he's a Republican and blah, 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 blah. Um, she kind of got like read down. And then, you know, that's when she gave her speech like, we can all be friends with whoever we want. Which mm, you can, but like, I'm not trying to be friends with like Ted Bundy or Charles, Mans Charles Manson. You know, like we have to draw the line. I'm not saying that George W. Bush is those people, but I don't think just because like, He's never been, like, Ted Bundy never killed me, so <laughs> he's cool with me. No, it doesn't work that way. Like, that's just not right. So if Ellen wanted to claim that George W. Bush was, like, this great person, maybe she could have, like, talked about some other things um, and give some examples about how he's a great person, but she really didn't do that. So she got read for that, and then, I mean, I stand Dakota Johnson, and it did seem like she was kind of trying to shade Dakota a little bit when she was on there before quarantine and Dakota handled herself very well. So, Cousin Thompson says, it looks like the sun might the sun might be setting on the alleged cheerful and positive face Ellen DeGeneres puts on for her viewers. Although industry insiders seem to have known about Ellen's true personality, which is rumored to be different than the one we see on TV, fans are just now learning about the speculation surrounding the host. Honestly, no, they're not. This is not new, new not 
new news. I've heard this before. I've seen this before. Um, so I'm just confused why everyone's so shocked. That's my thing. Like, if we're just going to keep bringing it up once every year, how Ellen's not nice, I feel like it's just one person. Maybe she had a bad day. Or maybe your assistant or, like, one of the crew was just stupid and she yelled at them. It happens. Okay? Get over it. They go on to say it all started back in October when Ellen defended her friendship with George W. Bush. Then it talks about when she tried to grill Dakota Johnson about why she didn't invite her to her 30th birthday, which El- which Dakota called her out and was like, I did invite you. Oh, that's what happened. So Dakota called her out and was like, I did invite you to my birthday party, but I think you were doing something else. And it was the same date that she was at the game with George W. Bush. Ugh, I love Dakota. She's so darn shady goes on to say now that everyone is learning about ellen's alleged dark side she was reportedly at the end of her rope according to an us weekly source the insider added she thought this was all just sour grapes from a few haters but it's not a passing thing the hits just keep coming the source didn't say ellen denied any of the rumors or felt remorse for whatever actions would lead so many to speak out against her but a second source said her former bodyguard Um, Won't change how people feel about her because she's been on TV for so long. An interesting attitude to have, but okay. Her response is just being happy Ellen on the show every day. So this is how I feel about it. I feel like Ellen just has some bad days and people call her out. Because this is what I feel like. If she was truly, truly, truly this terrible, horrible person, we would have more things coming out. And like which is not true because she could be paying people off. But I don't feel like it's as serious to pay people off over just being mean. And, you know, she's bi- she records a lot. And she, sometimes I feel like she records um, ahead of time, so, like, she's tired. And it must be tiring to always have that smile on. And, like, if it's not really her personality and she's being fake, she probably has some stressful days. So I'm not saying give Ellen a break, but I just feel like this is, like, Again, it's not a story I cared about, but it's something that I felt like needed to be talked about because I don't think that Ellen is that happy-go-lucky person every day. Um, I think she teeters on... She's very Taylor Swift to me, if that makes sense. Sorry, I took another sip. Um, And when I say she's like Taylor Swift, it's like she doesn't stand her ground on anything really. Like when there are shootings or something, she does her little thing and she cries about how this is so sad. We're all sad. But like, I don't ever feel like she actually takes a stand for anything. And I could be wrong. Again, I don't watch her like that. But that's what I get from Ellen. Like, it's like, she's very like sweet and comes off great. But like, if you stand, like I said last week, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So like, I just can't, I don't know what she wants from me. She doesn't seem like this great person. She just kind of, like, is always dancing around, smiling. Um, She always has, I will say this, a black sidekick on her show. It used to be Lonnie Love. And then after Lonnie, it was Twitch or Twist. He might still be on there. And now it's that Kalen. Is his name Kalen? Let me see. Kalen. Kalen. Kalen Allen. That's his name. Oh, he's only 24. I thought he was younger. Um, he's from Kansas? Okay, let's move on. That YouTuber, he's so funny. He does those, like, um, food critic YouTube videos and, like, of terrible people. Like, terrible people that are making terrible meals. Or, like, when there's rats in the background and stuff. He, I find him very entertaining. But that's my thing. She always does have a very funny black sidekick on her show. So, you can take that 
you can take that out you want to i'm not trying to be rude i'm just being honest um okay enough about that that was kind of boring huh yeah i shouldn't have talked about it there's something else i want to talk about but i don't have the link up so i'm oh okay so when janae was on we talked about who we talk about um kristen cavallari and jay cutler their divorce so it is it's been like every day it's different with them i can't even keep up with like the headlines one day he's keeping her from buying a house the next day a picture of him and the girl that got accused of them having like something going on was posted and then um it came out that she was trying to buy a house and all this other stuff. And then it came out that she also said that he doesn't work. He, she wanted to leave him because, um, what was it? That he was lazy after he quit football. And also when I saw that one, I was kind of annoyed. I don't know if it was true that she said it. But like, girl, listen, I'm glad Uncommon James is doing well and you were taking care of your household. But like, his money got you where you are. Like, don't come for him being lazy. Like, okay, maybe he didn't want to work after being battered and bruised through football. I don't think there's an issue with that. So I think for that to be thrown out, like, did he call you lazy when you weren't working from the hills up until um, you brought out Very Cavallari? I mean, you also had other things. Obviously, you had, like, Uncommon James. I remember she did, like, a little shoe line with Chinese laundry, which was really cute. But, like, don't do that. Don't try and call the man lazy just because he wanted to take a little break. So that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I'm getting off. This is not going to be a great podcast, but you know what? It is what it is. I think it's better when I ramble. On Yahoo Life, they talk about how Kristen runs Jay's Instagram, which I always assumed when they were together. But last, was it last Sunday? Was Mother's Day? Yeah. So last Sunday was Mother's Day. And there was this weird post that Jay Cutler posted of um, Kristen wishing her happy Mother's Day. And it said, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. These three little ones, these three little ones picked a good one. And then Kristen Cavalier commented with a heart. So it's not weird for him to wish her happy Mother's Day. No, it is. What's weird? What's weird about it is because of all the press that's all the press that's coming out about them and how it seems that they're at war. So I'm confused about this post. If you guys are fighting about money, fighting about homes, I mean things change daily. I know it. Like I could fight with Robbie one day and we'd be fine the next. So I'm not judging. But to an outsider looking in, it's just a little strange because last week you were just accusing him of being lazy and keeping you from getting a home. Um, and now he's writing this beautiful Mother's Day post. It's, I mean, it's not that beautiful, but like, it's a very nice Mother's Day post for someone who is going through such a crazy divorce. So Yahoo Life says, Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavalier's divorce is inarguably messy. But yesterday you might've noticed that Jay hit Instagram with a sweet Mother's Day message for his ex saying, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. These three little ones picked a good one. Cute. But here's the thing. Fans are convinced that Kristen's controlling Jay's Instagram account account and flooded the photo with comments like guys she runs and flooded the photo with comments like guys she runs his instagram congratulations on wishing yourself a happy mother's day 
podcast. People are so freaking savage. At this point, you might be looking for proof that Kristen runs Jay's account, but apparently she confirmed this fact herself back in 2018. According to USA Today, Kristen hit Instagram stories um, in 2018 to tell fans Jay does not run his Instagram account, saying she is, in fact, the person behind if Jay, at if Jay had an Instagram. Okay. So, she posted this? I don't understand. What is weird is I don't understand why she would post this. I understand why people think that, and I kind of believe it. Doesn't mean I understand it. Um, Like, was this for Kelly, her friend that she thinks is sleeping with her husband or her her future ex-husband? Like, I'm confused why Kristen would go out of her way to post this. It seems strange. Um, but it also could have been like, okay, they had this little tiff and now like, even though they had a bad day, maybe she has his number blocked and this was the only way that he could wish her happy mother's day. That could be it. That seemed more realistic to me because that's something I would do as Kristen. Like if me and my now ex-husband, future ex-husband are going through something and like, he's making me mad. He's keeping me from whatever. I would block his number. Like, I'd be like, I don't even want to talk to you. I'll talk to you through my lawyers. And then obviously it was mother's day. Let's be real. They have three kids together. There's still love there. So maybe, guys, he posted this photo to just be like, hey, girl, thanks for carrying three of my kids. Like, it's not hard to believe. But, I mean, also, people are crazy, and it's not unbelievable that she would post this. I just find it really hard that she would do that knowing that she's made it clear that she has ran his Instagram knowing that people are going to dig and dive to find it. So I'm going to hope that she's smart enough to not do that. But again, what do I know? You know, what What do I really know? I don't know anything. Um, they go on to say, it's possible Kristen handed over control of the account to Jay sometime between 2018 and now, and that he really did post that sweet Mother's Day message. Either way, Kristen deserves a Mother's Day shout out, which I agree. She's had three of his kids. She's done very well to keep them out of the public eye. She's She makes sure their face is turned in every picture. And I will just say this. I get not wanting to show your kids, but like, then just don't show them. You know, I, I, I don't need the back of their heads. I don't need you to put a, a little emoji on their face. If you're going to commit to like, you're not seeing my kids, then don't show me them. I don't want to see this little girl's two braids. I don't want to see homeboy throwing up the um, peace sign, you know, What's the point of me looking at the three of you watching the ocean? I don't really care, Kristen. And that and that's just, that's just Kristen. That's just the photo I'm looking at right now. But it's just like, if you're not going to post your kids' faces, commit to it. Don't post the back of their heads. I don't really care. Keep your kids to yourself if that's what you want to do. Don't half-ass it. It's like girls, when they do that, like, not famous people, but like young. I've had this girl that follows me. I don't follow her, but like, she's DM me a few times. So like, I've looked at her page. And she, like, put something over her man's face whenever they post a picture together. Girl, either post him or don't. And then it makes me think, like, is that really your boyfriend or are you a side chick? Because why do you, why every picture you hide his face? Like, what's the point? At, at that point, I don't want to take pictures. What are we taking pictures for? I'm going to take pictures alone. If I got to cover your face and I could tell you no girl wants to hide. If you have a man and you're proud that you have a man and you're not hiding his face because of other reasons, you're not putting an emoji over his face. So what that makes me believe is that you're the side chick or your man has made it clear you can never post his face. And 
if there is a man out there that, that is listening, probably not. But if you are, and you are someone that has asked a female to block your face if they post a picture of you, please DM me and I'm going to have you on the podcast because I just need to know why, why, why. Just don't take pictures with them. I just find that so rude and it's, it, to me it's, and I can't say that I don't want people in my business. Who is in your business? If you are with me, one, I'm a catch. You should be proud to have me. Some girls just need a little bit of extra self-respect and I feel like we've lost that, you know, in women. And, you know, if you can't post his face, don't post him at all, girl. Walk, walk around like you don't have a man because he obviously doesn't want anybody to know. That really, but anyway. Did Kristen post on Jay's Instagram? I don't, my answer is, I don't know. So moving on. Okay. Oh, this one was a good one. Okay. So we all know I love Vanderpump. I'm a big, I've been watching old episodes of Vanderpump and let me say this. They need to like step it up because the current season is kind of eh. It's not terrible, but it's not the greatest. They've given us so much better. Like this, this season feels like a flop. So I need them to do better and give us more. I think there are too many cast members. We need to cut some fat back. I say Kristen, and I know people get upset because Sheena, um, and we'll get into that when I talk about this week's buzz of the week story about them. But I know people think like, okay, yeah, Sheena brought the cast. Basically she did because it was her from Beverly Hills sleeping with Brandy's husband in the past. And that's how they got the little, that's how easy it was to kind of bring it on, bring in Vanderpump rules from Beverly Hills. But it just feels like we're not getting anything from Sheena. And it seems like it's not her fault. And I'll talk about that. But yeah, so my votes as of now are Kristen and Sheena. And I think Max and Brett can kind of go. I think we need two new guys. So anyway, page six says, these are exclusive details. Vanderpump Rules editor admits to personal vendetta against Sheena Shea. Now let me say this before I go in. Let me give you my little recap. So basically, this stupid editor went on another podcast. I think it was called, what is it called? Twisted Plot Podcast. And she was talking to the host and basically told on herself and said that she puts in bad edits of Sheena because Sheena doesn't kiss her ass. This editor, I'm just going to say this before I read the story, this editor needs to be fired. This is actually really wrong. Like your job as an editor is to make it the best. And this season actually sucks. So all you've done is prove to us if you weren't giving Sheena bad edits, maybe we would have had a really great season. But you're too busy trying to show because she's so obsessed with Stassi, like, you're, you're not showing, we're not showing anything good. Like, we haven't gotten anything good, honestly, if I'm being honest. Like, this fight with Kristen, Katie, and um, Sassy was okay. But I could have honestly gone without it. I would have liked to see more about Sheena Shea's egg journey. I, th I think that'd be very interesting to see. Um, so, I mean, I know that, again, I know it's not what Pump Rules is about, but it would be something different and we would get to see her life instead of her fawning over men. Which, I mean, Sheena does take, need to take a little bit of credit. A, they can't make you look thirsty, girl. You just are thirsty. You've been looking thirsty since season one. So I'm not going to blame it on the editor, but she could show more of you besides how thirsty you are. Okay. So page six says, after a season filled with humiliating montages on Vanderpump Rules, Sheena Shea finally has an explanation for what happened in the cutting room. Brie 
Dellinger, I think that's how you say her name, an editor on the hit Bravo show, appeared on episodes one and eight of the Twisted Plot podcast with Evelyn Marley and revealed exactly why Sheena Sheena has gotten a seeming lion's share of embarrassment in the show's final cuts. She goes on to say... If Sheena knows what's good for her, she'd befriend me because my favorite game is finding all the embarrassing things that Sheena does and putting them all together. She later joked that if Shay was to write a memoir, the title should be Death by a Million Embarrassments. Again, I don't actually find it funny. Like, I did see some people posting on Twitter like, oh, good, this is great. I can't stand Sheena. No, no, no. That's not her job. Her job is to make a good TV show, and she's not doing it. So I think, um, what's this little girl's name? I forgot it already. Bree. Bree needs to be fired, honestly. And to go and talk about it on the show, I mean, to go and talk about it on a podcast is just dumb. Like, why would you do that? So you might lose your job for doing a bad job and you've been doing a bad job, but you just told on yourself, you stupid girl. Um, goes on to say, and while she can't state which cast member she gives more favorable credits to, she admitted that she manipulated the scene between Shay and Stassi's teenage brother, Nikolai, at Schroeder's engagement party. Even Stassi called that out and was like, girl, you were fine. I don't know why the editor did that. I saw that on Twitter. <coughs> oh, something in my throat. It was so funny, she began. We were watching the scene and we're like, okay, this is over the top. I realized that, but how can we resist? Yes, I set it to funny music and I added a funny sound bite, but she did that. No. Asking a 13-year-old, like, who are you dating? Like, what's going on? Do you have a girlfriend? Is a normal thing for someone to do. Because you're just joking. Like, you're seeing. Like, at 13, that's what boys boys are most usually interested in. Girls and flirting and dating and kissing and whatever. So, for you to make it like she was so obsessed. She's so obsessed with men. It, it's, it wasn't fun. I didn't find it funny. It was actually cringeworthy, if I'm being honest. Okay. An insider revealed to page six on Monday after the episode episodes were mysteriously removed from Apple Podcasts that Shay has been upset by the way season eight has played out. Sheena's definitely frustrated with how she's been portrayed, the insider said. She's not the type to pop off. I can't with them when they use these words like they're from the hood. Pop off when she feels slighted by an unflattering edit. She signed on to be a part of the reality show, which requires her to share her life's highs and lows. She just wishes audience got to see a bit more balanced view of her life not just the most cringeworthy moments. I agree with that fully. Like, I want to see everything. Don't just show me the silly things about Sheena. That's not fair. Again, when Sheena did bring this, if it wasn't for Sheena, there would be no Vanderpump rules. I mean, yes, it was Lisa Vanderpump, but without that connection to Brandy, it wouldn't have flowed. It wouldn't have felt so, it would have been authentic. Like, it just would have felt like Bravo was just trying to make this new show. It would have just been about Lisa Vanderpump owning this restaurant, and that's not what it was when it started. It was about how Sheena worked at Lisa's restaurant and was friends with Brandy and had slept with Brandy's ex-husband. So that was the whole point of it. Sheena was such a big part of bringing this show to life. So to not give her her rightful dues and have a little bit more respect for her, honestly, because you editor would not have this show. You would not have your job for this show if Sheena you know, didn't sleep with Eddie. Let's be honest. So Brie needs to be fired, Andy. Yeah. And I think I should replace Kristen. JK. Not JK. Hire me, Andy. Please. I don't know what else I need to do. I'm begging you. Okay. All right. Last, but certainly not least. I saved this one for last because when I 
tell you, I was foaming. No, not foaming. Foaming is a little much. Salivating. That's it. When this came out, I actually just circled it. That's how obsessed I am with this. Now, let me tell you, I was late to the Southern Charm gang. I was late. I don't know. I think I started... I started on the season where that um, that Catherine came back from rehab the first time. I think she had her second child, I think. Maybe. I don't even know. It was one time she came back from rehab and it was... It was so good. I watched it in like one sitting and then I went back and watched all the old ones and I've been obsessed ever since. So I'm a big, big Southern Charm girl. I was late to the party, but I'm glad to be here. Um, so this week, Southern Charm literally was in the headline every day. Like a new thing was coming out every day and I've never been more thankful, ever. Like it gave me the full body experience that I needed. This actually was the best, this story was the best thing that happened to me this week. And that's saying something. So let's let's start with Catherine. Catherine has always been a mess. We know this. But this, this takes the cake. And again, they live in South Carolina. I am not shocked about... I'm never shocked about hearing about racial things coming from the South. I'll say that. I'm never... My jaw's never on the floor. So it's not that my jaw was on the floor because of what I, what we're about to talk about. My jaw was on the floor because it's like, how stupid are you that you did this not knowing what the outcome would be, you know? Okay, so on people.com, Catherine, Catherine Dennis apologized for using racially insensitive, insensitive emoji. I know and will do better. Girl, no, you don't. Okay, so Catherine Dennis has issued an apology for using a racially insensitive emoji when talking to a black radio host, Tamika Gads Gadsden. I think Gadsden. Yeah, Tamika Gadsden. So basically what happened was Tamika started posting on her Twitter about um, she was calling out another boutique owner in Charleston about announcing like um, how she was going to like this Trump rally with friends. So she was kind of talk, I guess like this, she, she's a, this boutique owner, I guess is like very big in Charleston. So as a black woman, she felt it was her duty to come out and say how that this is the face of white supremacy. Like she was a beautiful blonde woman. She has her own business, but like basically like, this still happens today. Like white supremacy in the South of 2020 is still happening. So, it's just a mess. I'm trying to find to read it in the right, in the right order. So after, here we go. After she posted it, she posted the picture of the girl and like the post that the girl did or whatever about, the boutique owner so after that I'm assuming it hasn't been came out yet but I'm gonna assume that this is Catherine's friend has to be because I don't understand why she's so upset she starts to dm Tamika and it goes grow a pair you're an l7 weenie that's how serious I take this monkey emoji oh damn you got me there so 
Tamika, obviously, posted it on Twitter. So she seems got it and she wrote, this is what happens when a black woman in Charleston speaks up against white supremacy in the form of MAGA rallies. My comments propped, com- my comments by are prompted by this Bravo TV actor, Catherine Dennis, to taunt me with the monkey emoji in my DMs along with a whole host of other names. What else did she say? I guess I didn't give her the response she wanted. So she posts how Catherine just kept sending her messages. So Catherine goes on to say, ha, dude, you are crazy. Your goal in posting statements to attempt to induce a negative and stress-related response only brings to light the fact that you are indeed an official discredited source for any and all examples of role models to any and everyone. You surely are consciously or subconsciously aware that this is truth. So I hope you take this and realize you were meant to read those words to I'm re- I'm return become a better app. Ab- oh, I think she meant in return. In return become a better advocate. And then I guess Tamika was still posting on her story. So then Catherine just starts replying to this girl's stories. Dude, y'all's behavior is not... Okay, I don't know who y'all's is, Catherine, but let me just put my drink down real quick and tell you something. I don't know who you're talking about um, by y'all's, but I know it's not me. So check yourself real quick. Because see, that's the thing. You want to talk big and bad in DMs, but then when you get called out or some... Now if the girl was to tell you she wanted to meet up and fight you, then Tamika would be in the wrong, right? But you want to, as Lala would say pop off, but like, come on. So she goes on to say, dude, y'all's behavior is not okay. You are legit harassing her right now. And how do you not see your hypocrisy? I mean, she's a a radio host, AKA journalist. So if that's something she reports about, usually it's really not harassing. Such that that's freedom of speech. That's freedom of speech. She can talk about it. She can post about it. So... After that, we got obviously Catherine got wind that it was out and she posted on her Twitter. I want to acknowledge that using a monkey emoji in my text was offensive. And from the bottom of my heart, I sincerely apologize to anyone and everyone I heard. Although the context was not my intention. Yes, it was. There are no ifs, ands or buts that excuse me. I did not give it thought and it was wrong. It was and is wrong. And I know that I I. I know I am not that person. I know and will do better. So let me say this. She goes, I did not give it thought, means that that was your first response to give. And again, people are ignorant. People make mistakes. But as she wanted to say, subconsciously or unsubconsciously, that was the first thought she wanted to do to a black woman was to give a a monkey emoji. You could have given anything. Like if anything, if I was messing around, like I would do like the devil face with horns or like, um, what other emojis are there? I don't know. There's so many other emojis besides like a monkey, especially to a black woman. Let's see. I'm going to look at some. Yeah. There's the, first of all, a clown. If that's what you felt and she was being a, like being so like she was out of line, I would send a clown or like a shit face. It's even though it's brown, no one would take that as racial because shit is brown. Like, I don't know. There were so many other, there's so many other things you could have done. As I can't find any. A pig. A pig. I would have done a pig. If I was opposite, if I was Catherine, I would have picked a pig. 
I would have picked the pig or the clown. But again, she meant what she meant. She said what she meant. I'm just going to leave it at that. But that's not all, folks. So that came out, I think, Monday or Tuesday. And then next, a headline came out about Cameron's husband cheating on her. Crazy. So Cameron posted on Instagram. I think I took a screenshot of it. Yeah, I found this article, but it's really, really long. So I'm not going to read it. It's on like the decider.com. It's way too long. So basically, someone was putting out rumors that Cameron's husband was cheating on her. Oh, wait, before I go on, let's stay on Catherine real quick. Gwen's posted, Gwen's, that little store that she works for, posted on Instagram and said, as a minority-owned business, Gwen's and our employees are dedicated to serving all members of our community. Indisputably, Catherine, Denise, Catherine Dennis' comments and statements to Tamika Gadsden do not reflect the values of the Gwen's brand. Her previous affiliation as a brand ambassador was periodic and on a contract basis. We stand in unity with people of color and with causes that fight to end injustice. So basically, Catherine's been fired. So, after that, it came out that Cameron's husband was cheating, which was shocking because I don't believe that at all. Like, he doesn't give me that vibe at all. He's a, he loves, first of all, he loves that woman and she loves him. And mm -mm. usually I believe that, especially for reality TV couples. But I do not. First of all, he's not even on reality TV. He doesn't like to be on it. Hasn't been on it from day one when they were even dating before they got married. So, no. So this girl, Rebecca, posted, I have been wrongly accused of having a relationship with the husband of Cameron Wimberly. Wimberly? Of Southern Charm. I have never met Jason or Cameron in my life. These hurtful accusations are blatant unfolded lies that have shaken me to my core. I am not a... A religious follower of Southern Charm, but as a makeup artist and resident of the Charleston area, it is impossible to not know who the cast of the show is. I've never laid eyes on Cameron or anyone in their beautiful family other than on tele television. So Cameron shared the girl's post and goes, It is so sad that this kind and beautiful and innocent girl had been drugged into the mud. I signed up for this by being on TV. She didn't. Rebecca Wash is the victim here. Keeps going. Naomi reposted Cameron's thing and goes to all those asking why Cameron, Chelsea, and I, and anyone with a life they want to protect quit the show. It's shit like this. Shame on you. She tags Catherine Dennis for this and many other things and then put a monkey emoji. So this is what happened, y'all. Catherine found this little girl, Rebecca. So Rebecca is also a makeup artist and she said she's done Catherine's makeup before, maybe like last year. And I guess Catherine wanted to put something out there to like hurt Cameron. I don't understand why those details have not come out yet. Um, and she put out this rumor um, that, sorry, I'm trying to find more information and see if anything came out since. I saw this. Um, she put out that this girl was cheating 
on, was cheating with Cameron's husband. It's not true, obviously. So from there, Naomi and Chelsea have also decided to leave because they just don't want to be around Catherine anymore. So now we've lost Cameron, Chelsea, and Naomi, which I truly, truly enjoyed all three of them together. So I'm just so, I don't know. I'm taken aback. I'm not sure. I wish it would come out what Catherine's um, problem is with Cameron, why she would do that. But it doesn't really make sense. Like, Cameron came out real quick and was like, no, this is false, and I won't be returning. And But outright, like, they called out Catherine and said Catherine did it. So I need more information. I need to know why Catherine felt the need to do this. Because let's be real, Catherine can't carry this show on her own. Um, and Thomas isn't on anymore. So I don't know what she thinks she's doing. And now after these comments with um, Tamika, the radio host, she most likely is going to lose her job. Let's see. Cameron posted, I was going to make this kind of statement about why I decided to leave the show tomorrow. However, it has come to my attention that insidious rumors are now spreading and fake articles being written, some of which pertain to my marriage. Wait, she says she was going to make the statement tomorrow and now some rumors are. Oh, now I think I know what happened. So what I think happened is Catherine wanted to get the heat off her. Because of the comments she made. So she made up this rumor about Cameron's husband cheating with this makeup artist to get the heat off her. Oh, girl. Girl, girl, girl. First of all, you could have let this die down. People would have forgot. Honestly, people forget about racist crap all the time. You should have let this ride out. You, you did your little apology. It was probably not sincere, but you did it and you could have given this like three weeks and no one would have talked about it anymore. So now the fact that you've added to it, that's definitely what happened. I'm, I don't know for sure, but that's what I feel. So Catherine wanted to get this racial thing off of her. So she was like, oh, what's worse than this? A cheating husband on someone they never expect. So she brings up some random makeup artist she could think of that no one really knows, thinking like everyone would just hate this girl and just think it was true. Come on, Catherine, be smarter than that. And Cameron's like in her mid-30s, like she's not playing these games. She has a full baby and a man with a real job. Okay, he's an anesthesiologist. I don't know if I said that right, but um, let me finish reading Cameron's statement. Uh, the rumors came to her attention and people are spreading and fake articles are being written, some of which pertain to my marriage. While upsetting, it sadly doesn't surprise me as this is what reality television has come to nowadays and a large reason why I kept my marriage off the air. You must protect what is sacred to you. Some things aren't worth a paycheck. Woo! What upsets me the most is that my husband, who is the most sincere and faithful man I know, is being falsely dragged into this. It disgusts me. He always supported me filming the show even though he wanted no part of the spotlight. I can't get too upset, though, because... This is what you sign up for when you put your life on reality TV and why I'm getting out of it now. Drama is needed to stay relevant on reality television and sadly false rumors about others are sometimes created. Make of that what you will and consider the source. So the source is Catherine. My decision was made and given to Bravo months ago and had absolutely nothing to do with ridiculous and fake rumors about my marriage. Please disregard any fabricated rumor. It's a ploy for ratings and that's it. 
Now, I absolutely know I was smart to leave the party early. My gut has never failed me. To all the genuine and kind fan cast and crew that I worked with the with the the years within the years I think she meant and had the pleasure of knowing. Thank you. So, yeah. Cameron was always planning to leave. She had already told Bravo she wasn't coming back. This thing happens with Catherine this week. Catherine's thinking, ooh, how can I get this off of me? I know that Cameron isn't coming back. I'll put out these rumors. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is what she thought. I'll put out these rumors about her and her husband and this girl. And then when she announces that she's leaving the show, everyone will assume it was because she didn't want to talk about her husband's affair. <gasps> Catherine, you're a monkey. You're a low-down monkey with a wig on. That's disgusting. I'm disgusted. Wow. I've just, I'm having all these thoughts right now. I didn't think about this before because I just wanted to do this fresh. Wow. Catherine, you're gross. You're a monkey. Low-down monkey with a wig on. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. This week has been informative, guys. Ellen may or may not be mean to her staff. Kristen may or may not be posting on Jay's Instagram. The editor on Pump Rules may be getting fired. And Southern Charm just lost three great cast members. And Catherine might be a racist. So that's where we are this week. You know, it's sad it had to had to come to this, but I'm really upset about Southern Charm. Let me say this because they it's obvious that they are ignorant and stupid about race and things like that. I mean, they still call their homes plantations. So, I mean, again, not shocked, but I do feel like what helped level it out and make it such a good show was Cameron, she's been on it from the beginning. And then the additions of Naomi and Chelsea through the few the la these last few seasons has really just made it better. Um, so I'm just intrigued to see what's going to happen when they return. Are we going to get a whole new cast? Are we, are we not getting any more Southern Charm? Because, I mean, I'm not watching Shep, Austin, and Craig. I'm not. So we'll see what happens. Um, that's it for the buzz of the week. And don't hate me, guys, but there's no reality recap this uh, week. I'm sorry. Um, so that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, of course. Um, so, yeah, share with your friends. Give feedback about what you want to hear. And until next week, guys, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands. Bye.